Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Babakama Samachtes, Babakama 69a, pagination is 137. We're starting from the fourth line, Gufa, on the topic of an item that was stolen but has not yet reached the status of being owned by the thief, in which case the thief simply own, owes monetary compensation. And rather, at the present time, we're dealing with the case where the item is still owned by the owner, but it's in the possession of the thief. The thief controls it for all intents and purposes. And therefore, the Gemara states as follows. Omar Rabbi Yechenon Rabbi Yechenon said, A person stole an item or an animal and the owner has not yet given up hope of retrieving it. Shneim enam yecholum lahaktish both of them are restricted in that they are not able to make it Kodesh, to make it holy. The thief, because it's not his, he doesn't own it. And the owner, because it's not in his possession. Now, we could actually put an interesting illustrative curveball over here. The owner could decide, I don't know who took it, I'm still going to look for it, but I want to really make him into a sinner, and I'm going to be makdish it. I'll make it kodesh, belonging to the Beis HaMikdash. I want to turn it into a carbon, and then that thief is in real hot water. But in any case, the concept over here is, that each one does not have the level of ownership needed to make it Kodesh. Asks the Gemara Umi Omar Rabbi Yochanan Hachi, Did Rabbi Yochanan really say such a principle that because it's not in your possession, you don't wield control of making things Kodesh or not Kodesh because it's not in your possession? We have an interesting ruling regarding the topic of Kerem Revai, which is the fourth year of a vineyard. Similarly, there could be Neta Revai, the fourth year of growth of a tree. The rule is, for example, by a tree, the first three years is Orla, not allowed to eat it, not allowed to eat that fruit. And the fourth year is Neta Revai, and that fruit has to be eaten in Yerushalayim as an expression of thanksgiving for the tree. Similarly, the Kerem Revai is restricted unless someone would be it, would redeem it onto coins, and those coins can be spent on food in Yerushalayim. So Rabbi Yechanan said, The halacha is like the house opinion of, in a Mishnah, if it just says, Stam, simply, then we rule like it. That's the rule that Rabbi Yechanan said. 
Utanaan. And we learned a Stam Mishnah. So by definition, Rabbi Eichanan is endorsing this Mishnah as Halacha. What does this Mishnah say? Kerem Revai Hayumitsainim Oso. The fourth year by a vineyard, they would mark it so that people shouldn't inadvertently take from that fruit and be in violation. Skip down about eight lines to the end of the line. You'll see an abbreviation. When was this said? In the seventh year, the Shemitah year, because it's ownerless and people were allowed to be walking through your field and picking fruit. So it makes sense to protect them from inadvertently taking from this fruit and being in violation. You want to save them from sin. So you mark it that this is the fourth year produce and no one should take it. Or if they're going to take it, they would have to eat in Yerushalayim. But in other years of the seven-year rotation, where they have no business being in your field, says the says the Gemara, Let the wicked one eat it and die. In other words, it's an expression that we don't protect the wanton sinner. He had no business being in your field picking fruits without permission. He's a thief. And therefore, we don't protect him. So this is the first part, just to get our bearings, that we're dealing with fruit that's not supposed to be eaten. It's kerem revai, not supposed to be eaten according to normal eating habits. And we mark it, but we only mark it during Shavias, where the person had business coming into the field. If the person was in violation, we don't bother protecting him. That is worthy of separate discussion. When do we protect a person from violation and we're worried about him? And when do we say, the guy wants to sin, let him sin. What do you want from me? The continuation of this Mishnah, though, is where the question is on Rabbi Yechanan. And those who are very dedicated to mitzvahs, and they're still worried about the people who are stealing and inadvertently going to be in violation, not only of theft, but they're going to be in violation over here by eating the Kerem Revai outside of Yerushalayim. So Manichim Es they put money designated, Va'omrim, and they say, Kol hanilkat al halolu. Whatever gets picked from this shall be desanctified onto these monies. The idea over here, called chilul, that you could transfer the holiness, is a concept that we have by Meiser Sheni and by Neta Revai, that it has to be brought to Yerushalayim, but there's a loophole actually described in the Pasuk, 
if it's too far for you that you can't carry the produce, so you're allowed to switch it into money and take the money to Yerushalayim. So over here, it's not that it's too heavy, it's that we have some uncooperative pickers, but nevertheless, this method would work, and they transfer the holiness from the fruit that gets picked by these thieves, and they transfer it out of goodwill, so that someone should not be in violation because of the fourth year produce, they transfer it onto the money that they designate. What you see, though, is opposite of Rabbi Yechanan's ruling. Rabbi Yechanan said that once something is not in your possession, so the thief doesn't own it, so he's not able to make it Kodesh, but you, the owner, don't own it either, and you're not able to make it Kodesh, and it's understood that if you can't make it Kodesh, it's not enough in your Rishus to be Mechalel it either. And there's nothing you can do with an item that's already picked being held by somebody else. So how could it be, according to Rabbi Yechanan, that this methodology of the Tsenuin, of these dedicated Jews, could possibly work? And Rabbi Yechanan is saying that we paskin like a Stam Mishnah, and he's endorsing this behavior as a viable option. Second line of the wide, Amri, let me answer you. Indeed, it cannot be that the text of the Mishnah is anything that was picked, anything that will be picked. And indeed, the transfer is occurring before the actual picking in anticipation of the picking that will illicitly occur, but we're doing it while the owner still has bailus, while he still has control over the produce, because, as Rabbi Yechanan said, once it's in the Ganav's Rishus, the owner no longer is in a position to do these types of transfers. Yashikoach, thank you for joining.